Welcome to the Insight Through Experience podcast, a podcast created to provide information about what life is like inside the most specialized special tactics organization in the U.S. Air Force. In these episodes, we'll be bringing you the experiences from many of our experts, ranging from our human performance optimization staff, our combat mission supporters, as well as our special warfare operators. Our main objective with these podcasts are to provide the listener with a unique look inside our culture of excellence in hopes that you will make the 724 a future career goal. Now sit back, relax, take some notes, prepare to hear from some of the Air Force's finest. Thank you for joining us on the Insight Through Experience podcast. All right, welcome back to the Insight Through Experience podcast, everybody. Happy 2022 to all of you. Hope the new year found all of you happy, healthy, and with some people that you love. I thought it would be a good time to come on here uh, very soon after the new year and reveal a lot of things um, that we have going on this year when it comes to the assessment and selection of members into the 724 STG. It's just me this, this week, so the intent behind this is just to get some information out there try to level the bubbles um, for everybody who's interested or who is thinking about making this an assignment. Uh, most of this episode is going to be focused on the operator side of ANS. So things we're going to talk about, um, some ANS news, we're going to talk about the operator selections, how we're running those now and how that's going to look going forward. Um, this year is going to be our first year that we're running for selections and we'll cover that. And then last but not least, we're going to cover some um, preparation tips for operator selection probably cover some things that we're seeing um, as operators come through, some good, some not so good, and uh, hopefully how to um, take those not so good, give you some tips on how to correct those before you come up so you aren't making the same mistakes as some of the other guys are when they get up here. All right, so as mentioned earlier, if you don't know already, uh, we are moving from two operator selections a year. We're increasing that to four a year. Those are going to be conducted in March, May, October, and December. So all four of these selections that we're running per calendar year will fill the next summer's OTC. So any OTC that you come up, correction, any selection that you come up to um, in calendar year 2022 will put you in calendar year 2023's OTC, and you'll start that next summer. Our March selection will be held 7 through 15 March here in the local Fort Bragg area. And those application deadline is going to be January 31st. So really, you got just a little less than a month to get those applications to us. Now, again, how the process goes, just so, again, we're leveling some bubbles here, is once we get your applications in, we do what's called a phase one board. We'll look at all the applications. Our intent there is to bring everybody. If you have something that's preventing us from bringing you, um, we'll let you know that you didn't make it um, to come to phase two, and we'll at least give you some kind of reason why that was. And then you'll show up here on 7 March. And you'll stay till the 15th of March and we'll conduct phase two and phase three um, here in the local area. That covers March. If you go to our website and again, to get to our website, all you have to do is go to Google and Google 724 STG and it should be the first return. But if you scroll down to the right hand side, you will see all the dates for operator ANS as well as um, support ANS dates. So make sure you go to the website to find out whatever information that you need. And also so you can decide what selection would be best for me. You, you just got to understand North Carolina weather, though. So if you're somebody that hates the cold, well, then March and December probably isn't for you. If you're somebody that hates heat, 
Um, doesn't mean it's going to be hot in May or October, but the chances are more likely that we might catch a heat spell there. So, you know, you might want to focus on the March and December timeframes if you'd rather come through when it's colder. Other things to think about are, you know, how is your assignments lining up? As we've talked about in the past, um, once you get orders, there's very little we can do for you. Um, that will have to be worked on your end. If you get orders, if AFPC drops orders on you and you're still trying to come, you're going to have to talk through your senior enlisted and your commander uh, to get approval um, from the career field that says if we pick you up, they will um, resend those orders and let you proceed with an assignment here to the 724. So these are all things you need to keep in mind. So if December looks good to you, but you get orders dropped in the summer, you're really jamming yourself up. If you know you are hot for orders, I will always say the earlier the better uh, to come through here. If you don't have orders on you and you put in an application and we decide to bring you to phase two, I'm going to basically put a code on you with AFPC and kind of protect you from orders until we make a selection decision on you. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean AFPC won't drop orders on you, but if your name was in on our little spreadsheet that we send them, um, that's easy. They will easily rescind those orders if we pick you up, so don't worry. It's really only when you get orders before you send us your application. That's when the, um, the problem starts and we have to work, we being you, have to work out other means to make sure that you can come and assess. Hope all that made sense. Anytime that you have a question, though, you can go to our contact info on the webpage and blast me and Mr. Earhart an email, and uh, we'll clear up anything, any questions that you have. So one of the biggest updates we've made to our process, and this started last year, we have combined all of our operator processes into one operator selection. Why does that matter? Well, as you may know, we took on the 17th STS Special Tactics Squadron last year. They fell under the... 720th Special Tactics Group for a while, but now we moved them under the 724 Special Tactics Group, which is us. This brought with them their own selection process. When they were under 720th, they would run their own TACP selection. So when they came under us, we just kind of kept that in place uh, just to, to see if that's what we wanted to do. So we ran one of those last May. Quickly realized and then I put forward the plan to, hey, we probably need to just meld all of our operator selections into one because we're looking at the same five attributes. We're doing basically the same selections. So why, why keep them separated? So raise that up to the commander. He approved. So now the good news is there's one ANS process for all one Zulu and 19 Zulu career fields. Now those are specifically special reconnaissance, TAC-P, PJ, combat control, and then you have your crow, your stow, and your TACP officer. Those are the career fields that will come through the one operator model. And then at the end of that operator selection, at the end of each one of them, our commander will make the decision of where you best fit into our formation. So when you come up here to selection, we're going to give you an end brief to the organization and cover all the units that you may be assigned to at the end of operator selection. So the point of that is we're just trying to peel back the onion a little bit for you, let you see what's really going on up here as much as we can so you can make a more informed choice when other opportunities are offered to you at the end of operator selection. Again, we try to match up your desires with your assignment. It doesn't always happen. So far, I've not seen anybody turn down an assignment that 
they were given. And I think that's because once you come up and realize everything that's going on, um, you realize that you didn't have a lot of information before you came up here about what would be best for you. So, yeah, don't come up here hell-bent on going to one place. Come up here open to opportunities because anywhere inside this organization, you win. So that's all the major changes as we look to the future of 2022 this year. And again, by running four operator ANSs, our intent there is to give each of you more options of when you can come because we know that your schedules don't slow down and you're all busy. So hopefully having four a year will give you more opportunities to choose one that best fits your schedule, as well as it helps us reduce the numbers that are coming through each operator ANS so we get better looks at the candidates. All right, now that we've looked at 2022 a little bit, let's move over to the operator side and want to talk about some some ways that operators can better prepare for selection and show up here with a higher probability of getting selected. What I see, and I would argue Mr. Earhart and others would say the same thing, is guys come up and when we ask you to do the really hard physical stuff, it doesn't seem like guys have pushed themselves into that realm in a long time, maybe since the pipeline. Guys have a hard time managing their caloric intake um, and, and being able to optimize it so they can continue to perform optimally at 100% throughout the events that we do. Also, guys have a, a hard time managing their electrolytes appropriately, and you can tie that in with food. I, I kind of separate them for this discussion just because, you know, you got your MRE, and we're also going to issue you um, some drip drop some electrolytes, understanding how to use those effectively for your body is critical before you get here. We're going to, obviously, when we're issuing MREs out, we're not issuing max all you can eat. It's kind of what you would have if you went in on a mission of this duration. So you're only going to have so many MREs and you don't always know what's coming next. But let's be honest, we haven't hidden anything. So really, you kind of do know what's coming next. You're going to do a long walk. You're going to do some things in between the long walk, and then you're going to go to Xville. And just so you're tracking when this was, when I invented this, it's again, you're doing an infill, you're doing actions on the objective, and then you're doing an Xville. That's what this is set up around. So you're only getting a few MREs to do all that with, um, and understanding what you should eat, when you should eat, how to recognize when you are starting to go down mentally, and that mental fog starts creeping in. Understanding, hey, is that a food problem? Is that an electrolyte problem? How do I solve this problem now so I don't become um, combat ineffective? And I guess if I could just sum it up, what we see as a trend up here is a lot of guys will, will get to a point. Yep, they're putting out hard. They're trying to help the team out, but they don't take care of themselves. And then they go down. And folks, when you go down, you are no good to us. You're no good to anybody. So what we need to see when you come up here is a mature operator who can take care of themselves while they're still performing at optimal individual level and at a team level um, when appropriate. So how do you do this? How do you practice this? You need to put yourself in some long duration, hard event at your unit. Hopefully you get some of your buddies or some of your human performance specialists to join you in these and, and help you and maybe support you. So you can get yourself calorically deficient and understand what's happening. Feel it. It's kind of like going to the altitude chamber, right? They take you off oxygen so you know what being hypoxic feels like. 
the same thing here. You have to put yourself in that environment so you can feel what that mental fog feels like, so you can recognize it and then understand that, hey, I needed to send down my priorities of work real quick and get something, get this fixed so I can continue to perform optimally at the team level. You can do the same thing for your electrolytes as well. Again, we use Strip Drop. If you have that available to you, try using that. But any of it will work, to be honest with you. Liquid IV, heck, cheap Propel, Gatorade Propel at Walmart will work. But get to where you have put out a lot of energy, a lot of sweat. You're starting to reduce your electrolytes in your system. And again, what does that feel like individually to you? I can tell you what it feels like to me because I do it to myself all the time when I'm hiking long distance trails and other things. But that doesn't mean that's exactly what you're going to feel. So you got to get yourself in these environments so you can understand when it's happening and then take action to correct it. If you don't do that and you show up here and you're trying to learn on the fly, folks, it doesn't work. It does not work. You're you being able to take care of yourself has got to be the foundation of everything we build on top of. And if you can't do that and you can't demonstrate you can do that during operator selection, we're probably not going to hire you because that's just too much, too much to throw in the cadre during OTC. How can you prevent that? Again, work on it before you get up here. So, Mr. Free, if you were us, what would you do to prepare for this? All right, here's what I would do. I would get a five-gallon jerry can, maybe even two, but I would start with one. I would go to our a track that we have, whether that's at the unit or on base somewhere, and I would have a long-duration event. I would stick on a backpack or a rucksack that weighs, I don't know, 50 to 70 pounds, and I would start doing intervals. Maybe one interval would be without a jerry can carrying. The next interval, I would pick up the jerry can. I would carry it for a, a lap. The lap length is up to you but I would get used to carrying a jerry can for over a mile repetitively as you start doing this and you start trying to maintain a very high level of effort, you're going to start depleting the calories and electrolytes pretty fast. Again, I would love it if you would have a human performance expert with you or somebody there who can monitor you because it's, if, if you're missing the signs, maybe they can catch the signs. Maybe it's just a conversation. Every time you come around the track, they just have a short conversation with you. They can see people around you can see the decline of often much faster than you can. So again, I would do this for hours and obviously you got to, you know, I keep going back to safety here. You got to be mature. You got to recognize what the weather conditions are and not overdo it, but you got to do it some, you got to push yourself into that realm. So you understand what it feels like and how to correct it when it's time. I would also set up another event at some point to where you're going to do a very long walk with a very heavy rucksack, 50 to 70 pounds, and just go through the phases of that. You know, that first hour, get a good baseline of um, this is how I feel when I'm fully hydrated, when I started with a full belly of food, and then every hour or two, start taking a snapshot. I would even write it down in a journal and say, hey, this is what I'm feeling. This is how I'm declining. This is what I need to do right now to get me back to where I was when I started this thing. You're never going to get back to feeling as good as you did when you started, but that should be your goal is I need to at least get back up to the baseline to where I can continue to perform optimally. Because remember, folks, this isn't about not quitting and finishing. This is the only way you're getting selected here is if you're performing well 
what you don't want to do is disrupt or throw obstacles in your own path by getting calorically deficient or letting your electrolytes run out. All right, I think I said everything I wanted to say there. Hopefully, as I edit this, um, I won't have to come back and add anything else, but I will if I need to. The goal there is just figure out when the right time for you to come to one of these selections are. We have four a year now. And then start getting with your HP coach and start figuring out, hey, what's the right workout? Again, if you go to the website, we have a workout posted on there. Maybe that's the conversation starter. Maybe you take that to your strength coach and then let him adjust it to you. Just know that that workout was done by our HP coaches who know what selection. They know every event. In fact, they created some of the events. So that workout is kind of oriented straight to that. A funny thing that we always talk about during selection is um, grip strength. Guys are always saying, man, I should have done more grip. Just know you can do all the grip in the world when you get here. We're going to wear it out. We're going to make that grip fail regardless. So I would say train it, but don't let it bring you down mentally. Everybody's hurting. That's the whole point of selection, right? Let's talk real quick about the mental side of selection. Mental side's tough, folks. It's tough. I think it's the hardest part. It's also the part that people don't know how to train effectively. Things I'd like for you to do that I would suggest you do and listen to some podcasts, read some books. We have a list on the website. I just published a new book called Pushing North, Tame the Mind, Savor the Journey. It's focused kind of on um, through hiking the Appalachian Trail, which I did in 2017. But I'll be honest with you, I wrote it more for in an operator mindset. I was just relating it to the Appalachian Trail because that was community I was aiming it at. But if you go read that book, especially chapters about perception and about the alter ego, um, there's some really good benefit for those um, who are thinking about coming up here and giving ANS a shot. It's really oriented around how to what your mind's doing to you during these long duration events, these hard events, and how you can overcome that and not get disrupted by what your mind's doing. But there's a whole host of books and other things um, on the website, but also our Insight Through Experience podcast. This podcast that you're listening to right now, whole host of information spread throughout the last three seasons. So dig around, um, find some things that can get your mind right and get you focused. Ultimately, what it all comes down to, folks, is focused. Can you focus on the right thing at the right time and not get distracted? If you can do that, you're going to do just fine. And then the last thing, which most of us are used to in these career fields, is put yourself during your workouts. Start figuring out, like, go hard. Start figuring out when your mind, when your mind is ready to quit, when it's starting to shut you down. Learn to recognize it and then learn how to go one more step one more 10 second rep, one more lap around the track, whatever it is that you're doing, figure out how to recognize when your mind's shutting you down and how to keep going past it. Obviously safely. Um, it's always good to have a partner there or an HP professional there because they can see things that you can't see. And that's important. So anytime that you're planning, prepping, Doing any of these things, especially for something as rigorous as operator ANS, man, have somebody around you who can see the degradation in you and can just give you a snapshot of this is what I'm seeing from a fresh perspective. And then again, I said it earlier, but just learn how your mind works. Learn what it's trying to do at those dark moments 
when maybe you're a little calorie deficient, like we've been talking about, maybe your electrolytes are going down. How can you still keep pushing forward without your mind interrupting your performance too much? All these things can be, you, you have to do the work yourself. You have to go read the books. You got to listen to the podcast. You got to talk to your specialist around you and get a bunch of examples and then go out and try some of this yourself. That's how you prep mentally, folks. All right, y'all. That's it for this week. Next week, we will be back. We will talk about two of our attributes, some of the positives we've seen, some of the good things you should try to replicate, and then some of the areas of improvement we've seen and how to get better. Welcome back to the first work week of the year. Go get at it. Make a difference. Be the best version of you today. We'll see you next week.